y'all, and welcome back to another episode of Bayou Chronicles. We're your hosts. I'm Bethany. And I'm Crystal. Um, so last week was our Twitch stream, and we hope you guys had fun. I know me and Crystal really, really, really enjoy when we do these Twitch streams, because we actually get to, you know, chat with people. You get to see our beautiful faces. We get to talk about yeah. crazy topics. It's all, and it, it's always something that somebody in the chat suggested. So that's what makes it even more like special to us. Cause we're not just on here rambling about some topic we found on Reddit or YouTube, which we do like those. Yeah. I mean, I mean technically we found the Oklahoma octopus topic by looking at our folklore map. And then everyone just said, yeah, we like that one. But yeah, we literally, we hung some stuff up. Oh, I guess we should say like, should we call Zach our assistant? I, well, I think like, like we should. Our executive assistant. We have an executive assistant, which is my husband, and he literally hung up everything in our studio. So shout out to my husband Zachary, and my mom got us this like really awesome folklore map that has like a folklore for each state in the U.S. And we were kind of like on our our Twitch stream in August. We were just reading off all of the ones and. We went to Oklahoma Octopus, and Crystal was pointing to it, and, like, chat went crazy. And yeah. they were like, Oklahoma Octopus? Heck That's yeah. definitely the one to watch. I guess we really should take a moment to appreciate everybody who has invested in us. Yes. Your mom has, like, gifted us so much fun, yes. crazy stuff. Yes. Zach has literally put together the Studio of All Studios, yeah. bought us office chairs and microphone holders yes uh soundproofing yes tyler my husband gave up his other gaming computer for parts so that we could update our computer yeah Uh, Um, shout out to steph oh yes lots of topics yes Uh, stephanie and jerry jerry for always tuning in yep always tuning in giving us topics um, so shout yeah. out to y'all. Y'all get your own little intro in today's episode. Yeah, hope you, you do. I mean, you guys are probably smiling right now. Actually, so. I have an idea. Moving forward, anytime we get an ep- episode topic by somebody that we like, suggests it, out. we shout them out. Ooh, well, shout out to y'all. I don't. No one gave me this one, so shout out to Crystal for coming mm-hmm. up with this one or finding mm-hmm. this one. But uh, yeah. next time I find we get a good one, um, which actually I think I have one coming up because I mentioned it to you. I texted it to you. Asked. Yes. So uh, yes. that one was a fan suggested one that we're going to be doing next month, sometime in the middle of the month. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll give that person a shout out when it comes around. Anyways, yeah, thanks so much for tuning in um, to our Twitch stream this last week. We're getting really close, to hitting that fifty follower goal over on Twitch. I think we're at like twenty four followers. Mm-hmm. I think now. so. It's going up every time, and we really appreciate it. And we're gonna say it again. We probably sound like a broken record. When we do hit 50 followers over on Twitch, you can find us there, Bayou Chronicles Podcast. We're going to give away some merch and some other goodies. I know Crystal has been raving about local businesses here in Shreveport, mm-hmm. so maybe we'll include some goodies from them. Yes, maybe giveaway. so. I told Miss um, Kim from Basic Batch Cookies I'm that I would shout her out again, and I meant to bring you one today. Gosh, she keeps posting I did. on Instagram. I meant to bring you one. I literally got it and set it by the door because I have them in like a little airtight container. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I need to bring one. Can you imagine I totally forgot. like a t-shirt and a cookie? 
in a giveaway. Like I, that, that would make be, my that day. That would make my day. Yeah. That would make my because look, y'all, y'all, I know all y'all are thinking, oh, these cookies are small. No, they're the cookies big. are like the size like, of your fist, yes. and they're like as thick as your fist. Oh, like, man, it had a hunk of Hershey. Bars. Yes. Oh. Okay, so I got two. I got the chocolate, the oh. chocolate, chocolate, chocolate chip, or something like that, and it's a chocolate chip cookie with like two of the little slices from a Hershey's mm-hmm. bar in it, mm-hmm. and then I got a cookies and cream milkshake one, oh, and God. it has the Hershey's cookies and cream stuck on top of big old pieces of like mm. white chocolate mm. and oh Oreo is so person. good oh they were so good she said that she was thinking about doing minis for like mini versions of the mm-hmm. cookies for Christmas Ooh, and then doing for, like, yeah and, stuff? That's and then doing like different flavors and stuff Ooh. like that because she has a lot of them. like her peanut butter one if you're a peanut butter freak it's a peanut butter cookie with a real like big sized Reese's, Reese's Pieces cup, cup in favorite. the center. Oh my god, it is so good. Oh, anyway, shout. I know. I keep, every time I get some, I'm like, ooh, uh, I need Crystal to bring them. But then, but then they get to my house and they don't last very they long. <laughs> she has a bunch of men folk in her house. Yes, okay. they see them and they don't last very long. So shout out to Kim. Yes, if you are look, your local, business. she doesn't need. She does ship. She does, she does ship. She, she ships all around the U.S., I think her yes. says. Yes, so she ships everywhere. So definitely hop on there if you see it. I'll try to share it the same day that this episode comes out so that you can get some because they're amazing. Anyways, it's the end of September, and um, I know we're already getting spooky. I think I'm going to start decorating maybe next weekend, and me and Chris are getting spooky. Um, our executive assistant has been going to Starbucks yes. and getting us matching um, Halloween cups, so we're already getting in the vibe. We've already got our Twitch stream for next month planned out. We're not yeah. giving any tips out yet, unless you've seen our Instagram, then you they probably already you know. Already know. But you should be following us on Instagram anyways, by you underscore Chronicles. Hello. Anyway, so we have that plan. Um, and yeah, next month is not only spooky month, and I know it's one of me and Crystal's favorite time of the year, but it's going to be our one year anniversary Woo-hoo! of uh, Bayou Chronicles. So we're, gonna, we're planning on what oh, we want to do. I know, we're going to do maybe the, okay, so side note, but it's kind of not side note, On the like we are... By the time this episode comes out, Bethy and I will have already gotten new tattoos. Yes. Um, so, <laughs> I and, keep forgetting. Yes, Even I though it's been on the calendar for like a month. <laughs> I keep forgetting too. But we are going to get t- new tattoos. And it is a get what you get. So basically mm-hmm. you just put a coin in a machine mm-hmm. and you turn it and you get what you get. We're leaving it up to the it's gods. It's basically us treating ourselves to one year of Bayou Chronicles. Yes. And it's just a little bit earlier yeah. than October. But we had talked about go ahead and putting ourselves on the calendar for the following month in October. We are. We are. And I am crossing my fingers. It is going to be a spooky theme. I hope it is. But in the get past, what you get. also shout out to Voodoo Tattoos. Yes, this is where we're going. Shreveport. We're going to go see the lovely Nicole there. And uh, we have a friend that's got, she got like two. the past two years Halloween, like her special Yeah, she day. got, yeah, she got the uh, girl from, um. I can't think of that. Oh, she also God. got a voodoo doll. Yeah, she got a voodoo doll. And now I can't remember the other one. But she, uh, Nicole at voodoo yeah, tattoo. Yes, she's, she's done work. several for her, but they're great. We're, so. so we're just shouting out all the yeah, small Yeah, shout businesses. out all the people today. I love it. We're going to tag them in the episode. Sound clip this and tag them in it. Oh, yeah. But um, that's all for me. And I'm going to pass this on over to Crystal. And we're just going to dive on into it. Yeah, so now that we spent a good bit of time just chitting, chatting, and 
Hopefully you enjoyed that. Probably not. I like it. I, I love it. <laughs> um, we have a pretty, well, interesting, I guess, story today. Um, there, I don't trust any episode that Crystal does. I'm sorry. This is a missing person one. There happens to be a movie about this true story. Um, so if you have happened, like if you just so happen to have seen it, let's just pretend that you don't know anything about the story and enjoy what I'm about to tell you. Uh, this episode is going to be talking about Walter Collins Jr., who is the son of Christine Collins. Um, do you know anything about this? Absolutely not. Okay, so there... I saw it on the calendar, and I was like, I already don't know anything, so I'm just not going to research. Okay, so there's a movie with Angelina Jolie, absolute goddess of a human being. In in the movie, she plays Christine Collins. And obviously, it's not, like, super comprehensive because it's a movie and it's, like, dramatized, but it is 100% based on a true story. So, this is what we're talking about. It's a true story. Do you know the movie? I feel like I've probably watched it in the past, but I didn't know this was based off a true story. Okay. Well, let's see. Did she have, like, long black hair in yes. the movie with, like, bangs? Yeah, like, side swoopy yes. bangs? Yes. Okay, I feel like I have. I didn't know it was a true story, though. Yeah. Okay, so, Missing Son. This is where we start. Dun-dun-dun. That seems pretty simple. I mean, kids go missing. It's sad. Like, it's mm-hmm. devastating when they go... My worst nightmare. But yes, everyone's worst nightmare is that someone goes missing. Um, well, this is kind of where you'd be wrong. It is not a simple, this kid just went missing. Before we get into how he went missing, I actually want to talk a little bit about Christine Collins. So we kind of get an idea of who she is. Well, Christine was born and raised in California. And she would eventually meet this really mysterious man named Walter Collins. Or Conrad Collins. Or Walter Anson. Basically, what I'm saying is he's not who she he said he oh, was. That's a beautiful start. So these are all the different names that he went by. Sounds like a great guy, right? Like 100% a winner. Definitely want to marry this man, and that's what she did. She ended up marrying him, and in September of 1918, she ended up giving birth to Walter Jr. Oh, like actually 1918. Actually 1918. Okay, I thought that was like a typo. And you're no. Like, okay, this, so this is a while ago. This is a long time ago. Oh. Yes. Okay. Okay. 1918, she gave birth to Walter Jr. Oh. Um, Walter Collins Jr. Um, it wouldn't be long, though, before she started to piece together exactly what kind of man that she married. And over the years, there were several red flags that she saw in Walter and that her friends and family saw, and they tried to warn her because, you know, you're blinded. Rose-colored glasses when you're in love. But her friends I mean, and family saw things. Got, like, four names. Well, so. she didn't know that at this point. Okay. We know that. Okay. She doesn't know that. Okay. She only knows him by Walter okay. Collins. That's it. Okay. Um, so her friends see these red flags about, like, people who he hangs out with, things that he says, the way that he acts, just, like, you know, just being kind of creepy and shady. And his family and her family is like, mm, maybe this isn't the best guy. Something's going on. Well, when his mother gets sick, like bad sick, it's almost like something like switched in him. And he started doing all of these shady, illegal stuff. And it eventually ended up resulting in him committing in a robbery and him being arrested and being put in prison for 40 years. So, if you're... For a robbery? Yeah. Like, so, you're thinking 40 years for a robbery? Like, that's a lot. People don't even get that much for a murder. Exactly. 
So suddenly, Christine found herself a single mother having to provide for her son. And like every mother, Christine really only wanted what was best for her son. Despite knowing that her husband was a felon, she fought to get him released. And even after being told that he was a bad man, she ended up borrowing money to hire a lawyer to help get Walter Sr. out of prison. Oh, she crazy. Yeah. It's at this point that she discovered that this wasn't his first offense. He had actually been to prison twice before. So this third time being arrested, that's why he got the 40 years in prison. Because this was his third offense. For that makes so, sense. makes more sense as why he's in there for 40 years. He just obviously wasn't going to change his ways. Unfortunately, the lawyer would just take her money and scam her. She had borrowed money from family <laughs> and friends. I believe it said it was $250, oh, which is a lot of money back, back then. then. Oh, my God. And as horrible as this was, she just had to keep going forward, working and supporting both her and Walter. She ultimately did get a job working as a supervisor at a telephone exchange. So she was, yeah, so she was gone quite a bit, but she was trying to do whatever she could to support her and Walter. On March 10th in 1928, so he'd have been about 10 years old. It was a Saturday, and Christine got called to go into work one evening. And they were supposed to spend the day together, but she decided that since she had to go in, she was going to give Walter Jr. some money so that he could go see a movie while she was at work. He just She didn't want him to sit in the house all day and be stuck at home. As she was getting ready to go to, to the telephone exchange, Walter was getting dressed to go leave and see this movie. And this was back in the day. It's so different from now, but this is how kids were. You would just go and you would walk into town and see this movie. Um, I also have to preface that while she was born and raised in California, this story is actually taking place in Los Angeles. So this would have been the early 1920s. Los Angeles. So, this is a little bit bigger of a city. Not massive. Not massive. But it's bigger. It's yeah. early Hollywood. Early. Yeah. There's, there's still a ton of people. But it's a little bit different of an environment, too. Yeah. So, as he was getting ready to leave, he told Christine bye. And, unfortunately, this would be the last time that Christine would ever see Walter Jr. Late that evening, Christine returned home and couldn't find Walter anywhere. She searched the house, searched outside, searched the neighbors, couldn't find him anywhere. This almost immediately worried her as he was always punctual, never wandered, always told her where he was going because it was just the two of them. And so they stuck together. And anyone who was raised by a single parent will know. Yeah, that's your mentality. Yeah, Yeah. you stick together. Y'all are a pact. And so she was immediately worried and called the police and reported him missing. Unfortunately, the police did nothing to help a freaking out Christine. They actually told her that she had to wait a full 24 hours before that they could actually help um, look for Walter. I do too. And I think I I thought the rule more applied towards adults rather than children because if a 10-year-old's missing today... I mean, I know they do it to teenagers because a lot of the time teenagers are But you still should be looking for them. If I'm, I'm telling you right now... 
me, mama bear, is a mama bear that you don't ever want to meet. And if I come into a police station and I tell you my 10 year old is missing, I will burn the entire place down if you tell me 24 hours. Be like, okay, well, um, when I get arrested because I'm trespassing on people's property because I'm, I'm looking at it outside your chief's house or whoever runs the pl- I don't know. We're not playing. No. no. We need to look now. Well, Christine knew that he did not run away and that he was 100% taken. She knew there was no way that he could have run away. But the police kept insisting that just maybe, maybe he did and that she needed to consider that. Christine stayed, finally stated that she suspected that someone who was upset with her husband could have been responsible. Walter Sr. in prison was kind of one of those kind of head honcho type, like kind of leader of a gang, kind of had people beaten up, that kind of stuff in prison. That's the kind of person he was. So she suspected that maybe that's how it was connected. Well, once she said this, the police finally did decide that they were going to start searching for Walter Jr. As far as evidence to what happened, there was really and truly next to nothing, like very, very little they only had at first a statement that from a neighbor that's saying that she saw him at like five that evening and then that's all she did. She just saw him walking. So that's basically nothing to go on. The police decided to reach out to the paper and to the media to see if anyone had seen anything, could knew anything that could help. And it really wasn't long before someone at the service station reported that they saw that they saw the boy dead in the back seat of a car. So hang on, <laughs> hang on with me. It's crazy. They claimed that the driver was quote foreign looking and was with a woman. Talk about nineteen twenties racism. I hate that. Yeah, <sighs> people still today will describe someone like that. It's annoying. Um. It, it, when I read that, I was like, really, people? Really? Heavy air quotes. <laughs> heavy, heavy air quotes. Because what's foreign look, foreign looking? Anybody that doesn't look like you? Like, I could look foreign looking yeah, to anybody. Exactly. I mean, yeah. So I don't even understand what that means. Yeah. Um, according to the Los Angeles Times, the service station worker said that the boy's body was sticking out of some newspapers that were wrapped around his body. What? I'm really, really confused at how this could even be a thing. So, if the people saw this, why didn't they so let them know? Okay, so what the... Info- I'm confused. Yeah, so the service keeper and other citizens ended up following the car with, the, with their okay. cars. Okay. Uh, and kind of were trying to corral them and make them go in a certain direction. They were trying to get them to go towards the police station. Okay. And right as they got closer to the police station, the people in the car floored it. And just darted off and escaped and oh, they missed them. So, I don't understand why the people who were driving the car even were able to wrap a body up in newspaper but still leave it where it's kind of sitting up and you can see a person. I don't know. I, I know people in the 20s things. were not stupid, so I don't, I don't understand this, but... That is just what's in the newspaper. Like, I found the original newspaper article and read it with my own words. Like, I'll post the links to sources, obviously, but 
This one was a weird one. That kind of feels like a, a like a Orson Welles. Yes. With the alien. Yes. And it wasn't even real. Yeah. Yeah. Months went by with false lead after false lead, no news, no sign of Walter Jr., but still Christine refused to give up hope that he would come home to her. It's that mother's, like, he, my baby is coming home. Well, while this was happening, halfway across the country in Illinois, there was a young boy who claimed that he was young Walter and that he really just wanted to get home. Since this was the time before cell phones and phone cameras, they couldn't just like send a picture to make sure it was him. But Christine had a feeling and a hope that it was Walter. And so she sent the $57 to the police station in order to get him home. Like she basically bought him a train ticket to get home. A few days later, the boy was in Los Angeles and was being prepared to see his mother again. The police, who by this point had made this missing persons case the biggest news, had gathered several journalists and photographers to witness this reunion. They wanted to be like, we solved this case. Here it is. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like the media is like the scum of the earth. Oh, 100%. I mean. Well, this didn't really go as planned. When Christine first saw the boy, she said it kind of resembled her son a little bit, but she wasn't she wasn't sure that this was Walter. She felt weird. She's like, this kid like looks like him, but I don't think this is him. She tried to explain this to the police, but they were trying very hard to convince her that this was your son, saying, like, are you sure this isn't your son? Just take a closer look. Really look at him. Make sure, like, make sure that it is your son. We really think it is. Suddenly, the boy ran up to Christine and threw his arms around her and just hugged her really tight and was like, Mom, Mom, I'm home, I'm back, I missed you, I love you. And when she did the, when he did this, she was even more convinced that this was not her son and really and truly wanted to know why the police were trying so hard to force this kid on her. The police at the time were certain that Christine was just crazy and that this was her son. They were also embarrassed, obviously, because all the media cameras were around. And they went as far as suggesting that she just take the boy home for a few days and just to see if it felt right. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. You carried a child inside of you for nine months and let's see if it feels right. I mean, because, you know, I mean, who's to say they're not going to be there for a couple of days? That doesn't sound like something you say to a mom and her son. It sounds like somebody you're trying to pass off as her son. I mean, I get it. While they're like, just see if it's your son. But, like... If she's telling you to your face, I'm looking at this kid, it is not my son, you'd think you'd have to believe this woman when she's saying, uh, not I mean, your like, son. I actually not know by the looks alone, but like, I know if I saw Alex or Joe, I, you would I'm going to know those are my children. That is also a great question because I would want to know. It didn't really say like in, in any of like, the new pa- newspaper articles or anything about if. She was like, like she was immediately skeptical, but it wasn't necessarily. They didn't really go into details as far as like looks as to why she was that way, because she did say, and everyone did say that I mean, they resembled each I mean, other. It has been months. 
And she probably was just like probably second guessing or something, like, is that my son? Does yes. that look like Walter? Yes. But I mean, she probably got the vibe, like the chemistry of that little And boy you know your like, child. You know yeah. your child. You know. Well, I know what my kids are gonna say to me and how they're gonna react to Exactly. Me, so. Exactly. So she ended up being forced to take this boy home because Walter Junior seemed to recognize his mother. The police assumed that she was just in shock, and Christine was so sure that this was not her son because he just didn't. She just didn't feel it, and she wanted to know why people were trying to force this child on her and what they had done with her real Walter. In the following days, Walter would end up giving interviews to the police about his kidnapping and how he escaped. He told this extravagant tale about being kidnapped by a man while he was outside walking who told him that his mother had sent him to help him buy a suit. And Walter, thinking, oh, mom did say that I needed a new suit, went along with this man. They went into Hollywood where the man had him meet this other woman and told him that his parents were not his real parents, but that he could introduce him to his real father. So they ended up going to Illinois, and while he was in Illinois, he ended up getting picked up by the police. And while he was picked up by the police, he first admitted that his name was Arthur Hutchins. But after the police grilled him and poked and prodded at his story, he finally admitted that he was Walter Jr. and had been lying about his name because he didn't want to go home. Okay, but did they research this author Hutchins or whatever? We'll get there. Okay, alright. The story did not prevent Christine from fighting for people to believe that she was telling the truth that this was not her son. Yeah. People thought she was crazy and she's like, I don't really care if you think I'm crazy. Like, this is not my son. She ended up going through her son's medical records looking for things that could prove that this boy was not her son. Like, she's like, I have got to find something. That's when she first discovered that the boy that had been returned to her had been circumcised, but her son had never been circumcised. Okay, I didn't think of that at first, but that's kind of it's weird to think about a child that way. Yeah. But that would be mine. Yeah, I mean, as soon as I... Neither of mine are circumcised. As soon as so. I read this, I was like, well, yeah. Like, if I got a son returned back to me, and you're telling me this is my son, but he circumcised and I never circumcised my kid... Like, why would you kidnap my son, take him halfway across the country, circumcise him, and then return him? Like, that's very strange to me. So, that's number one. But, I mean, it can happen. It could happen. happen, It could happen. It always could. But that's very strange. And, like, honestly, great on her for noticing. I don't want to know how she noticed that. Maybe giving him a bath. I mean, he's 10. He's 10. Giving him a bath. They maybe maybe took him to like a doctor, like a checkup to make sure that he was okay. And then they were able to compare those medical records with the ones that she already had. I I, I don't know. That is what it is. Um, She also moved on to dental records where she discovered that her son's teeth did not match up with this boy's teeth at all. Honestly, I mean, I'm glad she went to the circumcision thing. But in my mind, I would have gone to the teeth first. Yes. But I mean both, yeah. 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 But I mean, yeah. I mean both, when you add both of them together, these two alone should convince people that they returned the wrong boy and that this was not her son this at is all. It's really weird that this little boy 
is convinced that he, he is. is. Yes. Something happened to this little boy. Despite all this proof that this boy was not Walter Jr., the public just kept seeing her as this cruel, mean woman and that she was crazy for not saying that this boy was her. There were some incredible things said about her, just that she was delusional, that she just wasn't grateful that her son was returned to her when the other people's sons aren't, kids aren't returned to them. It had even gotten so far that the police ended up having her committed to a hospital for bothering people um, because she was going around talking about this and trying to get information. It was around the same time, though, that a couple of officers in the police department kind of started wondering if maybe she was onto something. So what they had was they had Walter Jr. write out some text like on paper, so that they could compare it to other writings that they had from him. Well, to the surprise of everyone, the writings didn't match. So, at this point, they were kind of like, hmm, something's going on. So, I mean, that's also something a parent would have. Exactly. I mean, like, Alex, he writes all of his his letters backwards. Mm-hmm. So, that would be a dead giveaway for me yeah. if it was, like, the correct way or something. be like, be like that's, that's not, not that's that not I did After several hours of drilling into this boy, they finally got to the truth. The boy claiming to be Walter was not him at all, but in fact, the name that he gave to police in Illinois was his real name. This actually was Arthur Hutchins. Basically, this kid wanted to run away from home and go to Hollywood. Like He had dreams of going to Hollywood and meeting all these stars that he sees on these movies. When the police picked him up and he saw this as his opportunity to just escape and go to Hollywood. And the reason that he latched onto the name of being Walter Collins is because in the moment some officers were like, is this you? Are you this kid? Where'd you come from? Who are you? And he just picked that up as his moment and said, yeah, that's who I am. And just went along with it. So as sucky it is, kind of smart for a kid. He actually was end up being two years older than Walter actually was. Walter was 10. This boy was 12. So this also meant that Christine was not crazy. <laughs> she was a mom and she knew who her baby was. She was immediately released from the hospital, but that still didn't answer the question about what happened to Walter Collins. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to debate if I want to tell you how her story ends or what we think happened to Walter. What do you want to hear? Choose your own adventure. Do you want to hear how her story ends or do you want to hear what could have happened to Walter? I want to hear what happened to her because I've already covered the collusion. Walter's never been found. Okay. So, after she was released from the hospital and nobody had any answers about what happened to Walter... Over time, the case started to drop out of the media and attentions moved on and shifted and his case kind of just started dying. Well, ultimately in the end, she would end up suing the LAPD for just over $10,000. She would win this $10,000, but she would never be granted the $10,000. So eventually, so she fought for the rest of her life for, you know, trying to find her son. She knew he was out there. Walter Sr. ended up dying in prison. Um, And they never saw each other. Um, And 
when she passed away, basically the search for Walter ended as well, too. And um, never got the money. And never got the money. So that's unfortunately how she ends. Now, on to what could have happened and where's Walter? So the most popular theory is that he was actually kidnapped by a man named Gordon Northcott. Apparently, Gordon kidnapped several boys and took them to his ranch that he lived on with his mother and nephew. Northcott would abduct abduct these boys, molest them, rape them, kill them, dismember them, like very gruesome stuff. And he had help in all of this with by his mother and his nephew, Stanford. And Stanford was actually a victim himself in this whole thing. He was kind of sent down here under false pretenses from Canada where he lived. And he was told, like his family was told that, you know, he was going to come help out on the farm and all this kind of stuff. And he ended up getting abused and raped and was just oh, couldn't Lord. be killed. By Gordon because he was family. family. He was his nephew. Well, Gordon's niece, who's Stanford's sister, was riding back and forth and just kind of got the idea that something was wrong with her brother. That kind of sibling intuition goes along with, like, parent and mother intuition. And so she just kind of decided that she was going to come visit the ranch. And as she got there, she started talking to her brother about some stuff. And he was very hesitant but over the course of a couple of days, he kind of opened up and let her know what was happening, his part in it all, and how scared he was. And he didn't want her to say anything because he was so afraid that he was going to get hurt or Gordon was going to hurt her. Yeah. So she waited until she got back to Canada. And once she got back to Canada, she went to the American consul, told them what Everything. was happening. Yeah. And they basically communicated that back down here. And they put a watch out for them. So eventually, Gordon, his mom, and his nephew were all arrested. And once they were all arrested, it wasn't long before Stanford started confessing and telling everything that happened. And as they were, you know, confessing to all this, he started telling the story about what happened and how they would kidnap these boys. And after they were killed and dismembered, Gordon would have him and Stanford, they would both pour quicklime all over the bodies in order to get rid of bits and pieces. They showed lots of different pictures of missing kids, missing boys, and Stanford did point out Walter Jr. as one of the boys that they that he said was there and that they killed. They can't confirm it. Can't ever confirm it. But he did say that this, that Walter was one of them. So ultimately Gordon was arrested, obviously, and put in prison on trial and was sentenced to be hung. So when they still hung people, which is so crazy. (laughs) It just literally less than a hundred years ago, we were hanging people. And he was sentenced to hang. Um, at this point, most people did kind of assume that Gordon was responsible for Walter's death. And Christine felt that way as well, too, that he was responsible. She ultimately did visit him in prison and tried to talk to him, but he just had no remorse. He didn't care. Nothing. She, she was there to witness him being hung as well too and yeah he was hung and stanford 
obviously was a victim in this whole thing. So he obviously he wasn't punished as much. But um, I couldn't find anything about what happened to the mom. But she was kind of a horrible person so, too. I know, which I feel like it's a case in a case. But yeah, like your mom would help you do that. Yeah, Maybe it feels like mom must have done something. Yeah, to him. feels very backcountry. So. I'll be honest, um, that doesn't sound very California-ish. It sounds very Florida-ish. <laughs> um, yeah, coast. it does. It does, it does. Oh, well, but there's weird people everywhere. Yeah, they are. There's weird people everywhere. But, yeah, that's the story of Walter Collins. And if you haven't seen the movie with the Angelina Jolie, 10 out of 10 would recommend. It's, the name of it's escaping right now. I feel like it's the changeling that feels right. I'm not mom-shaming. This is just a good opportunity that, like, you really have to be careful with your kids. Like, even yes. no matter their age, people, there are bad people out there. And that's how, like, when we live on base, obviously. Mm-hmm. And people always think that, like, oh, our kids are so safe. Mm-hmm. No. No, you wouldn't. You'd be surprised the uh, the calls that our executive assistant goes to. <laughs> I'm going to call my husband that now. He's the our executive, executive assistant. But I yeah, love it. That was, that's crazy. And I he know. was just going to the movies. He was just going to the movies. And I always will wonder if he actually made it to the movies. I know. Or if it happened on his way at home from the movies. Now I think about my grandpa. Because when he was that same age, like back in the 50s, mm-hmm. so a good bit yeah. difference, he had his own paper route. And he like yeah. drove all over town delivering papers. Like, And I feel like if I lived in a smaller town, I would feel safer if my child... You know, excuse <laughs> the random sounds you hear in the background. But I think if I have a child in a smaller town, I'd feel safer about them having a paper route. But I don't. Yeah, I, still, I don't know. And today, I, I wouldn't. I would not feel safe having my child do anything that required them being alone, um, without an adult. In Shreveport, for sure. I don't have, I personally don't have anything to worry about because I have two antisocial children. Yes. That in two years, oh, well, over two years, Mm. are just now getting really comfortable with Crystal. Yeah. And are full blown in love. Yes, they are. But before it was like stranger danger. And it's like that with everybody. But I mean, sometimes you don't know. It's kind of like. It's kind of, yeah. I mean,. But it's a different time, too. You know, a yeah, lot of kids did that. Like, we can't blame her. I mean, she was a single mom, and she just wanted a kid to have But fun. think about, like, I don't know about you, but I, yeah, I very specifically remember playing without my parents all the time. And, like, if I have children, I want my children to have a safe place to play without me, yeah. like, overshadowing. I don't think that parents need to be involved in every bit of play. But Mine was my street. Like I yeah, I was on my street a lot. Street, but I never like felt confident to go any further. Than I was at my grandparents' house a lot in the middle of nowhere, and I would ride my bike like a mile or two away down like in the middle of nowhere yeah. or explore the forest by myself yeah. um, and do all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I, I mean, I grew up on a farm, though. Yeah. So, like, there wasn't, like, if yeah. I wanted to go play with the neighbors, I had to go to the farm down the road. Yeah. So. so, I mean, it's a little bit different, but I don't shame her at all for no. what happened. Happened. It's just very it makes sad you and unfortunate. What would happen though if he had just stayed home? But I mean, mm-hmm. she wanted him. She was working. She wanted a to lot. do something. He was by himself. She yeah. didn't want him to stay home. But yeah. okay, well, that's all I got for you. The boys are getting a little bit 
wanting us. I told them if they were good that I would stay and play with them. There's currently one at the door. Yeah, our executive assistant had got called into work, so. One's trying to get in. Yeah. Oh, let's go play with them. I'll play with them. Mommy needs a break. (laughs) Okay, well, that's all we got for today. I hope you guys enjoyed the show, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.